Hey, this is Brett Miller with the National Wood Flooring Association. I'm here today with longtime friend and industry colleague, Dee Linston with Bona. Dee, welcome. Thank you, Brett. You want to introduce yourself and, and what your uh, your background is? Well, I, um, I've been in the industry about 24 years, and it's funny how I got started. I am an um, Air Force veteran, and due to my... Um, Air Force, they have a regulation they call it due to my Air Force duties. Regulation, uh, Air Force Regulation 3510, which is a dress code. And that kind of carried with me even after getting out of the Air Force where I was still ironing my T-shirts and my jean and just trying to have that dress code appearance of sharpness. A guy approached me and said, man, your attention to detail is so great. I think you'll be a great finisher. And at that time, I kind of chuckled thinking, a finisher? He said, yeah, hardwood floor finishing. And I knew nothing about hardwood floors. So I had mentioned to the gentleman that I never even had a wood shop class. So I wasn't sure how, you know, hardwood flooring would work out for me. But I'm really glad that I, I took the guy up on his offer and uh, joined their uh, hardwood flooring company where I started out install. And although he wanted me to be a finisher, I just, uh, I didn't, I couldn't really see the scratches that he was describing in a wood floor. So I asked if I can install for a while. And after, you know, a couple months of installing, they really wanted me to be a Santa finish guy. So I learned how to Santa finish and really enjoyed, you know, what you're able to produce with the hardwood floor, the outcome of the floor once you put that finish on. I thought I was a great installer, but sand and finish is really what made that floor pop. Uh, So after, you know, working for, a company for about, I think, three years with that company. I started my own company because I really, uh, I guess I'm a a quality guy to where I I really wanted to focus on quality and not trying to get it done fast, but getting it done right. Uh, So I ran my own business for about four years. And uh, I've always known some of the guys at Bona uh, being there in Denver, Colorado. So I had an opportunity to to join the Bona team as a, a tech rep. I did that for a number of years before being offered a sales position, and I really don't feel I'm a, I'm a sales guy. I like selling through training, so um, I was able to get back into training, work with our certification program, and I've been with Bona, man, going on 18 years now, where uh, my enjoyment is just really working with the craftsmen out there. I know we go back before you and I even knew that we'd be sitting here today or working together as close as we do today just through all the training events. But I, I know the first school education I ever went through was at the Bona facility in 1993. That was the first school I ever went to. And I remember just thinking, man, there's all these other guys here. There was a guy that was in the school from Europe. Mm. And I remember he was, we were all sitting there. And I remember thinking, this is so cool to have all these people here that do the same thing that I do every day. And this guy from Europe puts his hands up because we were talking about stains at the time. And he says, you Americans are so weird with, with coloring wood. He goes, in Europe, if you want a red floor, you use a red wood. If you want a brown floor, you use a brown wood. (laughs) So it was so eye opening, but I know we crossed paths back then. I know we had crossed paths as we were both from Denver and, and spent our professional careers in the Denver market in the flooring industry. So it, it's great to see. And, and I've always appreciated what you've brought to the industry and, and how you train, how you capture the passion of the industry from mm-hmm. the students that are, that are with you. Thank you. I know Bona puts together a lot of schools, as do a lot of manufacturers, and it's become quite 
quite prominent, I think, to see manufacturer education out there, which is a great thing. You can't ask, as a contractor, you can't ask for something better than getting education straight from the horse's mouth on how to use product and how to get success out of a product and and really have a good understanding of what that product's intended use is. What have you seen in terms of changes in the industry over the years that you've been engaged and involved um, on the manufacturing side and even from, from the days you were out in the field? What kind of changes have you seen that are exciting and what kind of changes have you seen that might be a little bit less exciting, maybe a little <laughs> bit more nerve-wracking in our industry? Sure. What, what I enjoy is that um, what I see in the industry is that everybody has a different way of doing it, which you know we, we appreciate and we know that there's more than one way to sand and finish a floor. And so when guys come to training, I mean, they're coming to learn something new or, or see um, some of the technological advances that have been made. So um, in our school, it's always great to see at any school guys taking the time to get educated. And we highly recommend the uh, not only the manufacturer training, sometimes distributors will have different type of trainings and definitely the NWFA training that, you know, that kind of sets a standard for the association, just having an association that brings everything that we're doing from different manufacturers together so that guys have a an understanding that there's not one way to do it, but you can hear different ways from different manufacturers and at the association schools that, you know, kind of the standard of how it should be done. And then guys will kind of, from there, develop their own techniques. And so uh, with our school, we have, you know, we have a complete system from A to Z when it comes to the sand and finishing process. And so I really enjoy guys that come and, and they learn because most of them will learn from maybe a larger company. And so they'll just, using myself for an example, it took me three or four months to kind of learn the process. And then so I take that three or four months. And then when I started my own business, I just repeated what they taught me. So although I've been in the industry seven years at that time, I really only had three or four months worth of experience that I just repeated. And, and in our industry, I mean, some of it, not every floor sanded like an oak floor. You start getting into some of the exotic woods and, and, you know, some of the different species that are out there. And you do have to make some adjustments. So it's great to see that a guy will come. And I enjoy seeing the light bulb go um, going off in a guy's head when he really understands what we're saying when we're talking about some of the different things. I mean, it really shows that, you know, one, that they get it. And now you hope that they can take that and implement that to help make them either a better craftsman or a better business person, you know, in the industry. So, but some of the things that, you know, some of the changes is just, as I mentioned, technology, um, there are new products that come out, new machines, and that guys will take the time to come to learn versus just thinking, oh, okay, we got a new water-based finish, so it's probably used like any other water-based finish out there, so they just kind of do it the way they, they're, they've been doing it over the years and realize that there could be something different about the different products. So, you know, we have our 12 commandments of hardwood floor finishing that we like to go over, and one is read the directions for sure, and, um, and then just we talk about years of experience also. You know, just because you've been in the industry for 24 years, using myself as an example, doesn't mean I have 24 years of experience. So um, when guys come to get educated, it's, you know, it shows it, it's, it can be humbling to some of the guys to realize, wow, I haven't been doing this right for the past however many years it's been. But to be able to share that information and help them either improve their skill set or give them a little bit of something that helps make them a better craftsman when they go back and, uh, you know, to their to their jobs. 
one of the most gratifying things that I can think of is being in a class and seeing somebody with years of experience under their belt and just seeing that light bulb turn on as they just learned something. At the advanced finishing school that we're holding, had a one of the instructors that was here helping out. I went up to try to talk to him and he said, give me just a minute. I'm still learning. I'm learning something from one of these other instructors. And it doesn't matter if you're a student or an instructor or if you've got six years or, or 30 years in this trade, if you keep your eyes and ears open, you're always going to learn something. And, and with the technology that's coming along and changes to sanding process, you're right. I remember when we went through and updated our sand and finish guidelines, we changed those guidelines from being very meticulous and in, in process, you know, big machine first and then edge and then buff to being much more fluid because we did recognize, we do know, you know, everybody under this roof who sands floors, sands floors a little bit differently. And with technology and this new equipment that's coming out, multi-head sanders and some of the stuff that's that's allowing people to be, to, to create higher quality end results, I've heard concern from some people, and I kind of chuckle when I hear it, but I've heard some concern that technology is making the process so easy that it takes away the skill. Have you heard that? What are your thoughts on that type of a comment? Yeah, you definitely hear that from uh, guys that have been in the industry for a while and saying that, man, with some of the machines that you guys have come out with, man, you, you're, you're making sanding easy. And, you know, I would agree. It's definitely this, the skill set on running some of the newer machines. I mean, it doesn't take a years of experience to learn that. But I still think when guys are passionate about what they're doing, just because somebody can push a machine around and maybe get a floor flat, they still have to develop. I mean, you still got to run the edger, which is probably one of the harder machines to really get used to, and then buffing the floor out. So there's still a, a skill set involved. You just can't come up with a machine that's going to do it for you. In some of our sales meetings, we talk about you know AI and, and, and having a machine that can do it all for you, and you just got to go in and put the ghost down. But it, it'll never get to that point. You still, It's still important that a guy has a certain level a certain skill set to be able to complete the whole process. Yes, we've come out with machines that have made sanding a little bit easier, meaning that they can't make the mistakes that, you know, with the big machine. We know we, you know, if you're not feathering that handle, you can leave a lot of drum marks. And now with the the multi-head machines and 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 a power drive type of machine gear driven or belt driven, it'll get the floor flat, but you still have to understand the abrasives and the scratch process and not burnishing the floor. So there's still a lot more to it than just being able to push that machine around. That's a great point. And yeah, to your AI comment, I mean, everybody jokes, you know, before you know it, we're going to be sitting in our trucks with the remote control telling the machine what to do. But not only all of that, you need to know the finish that you're putting down and what that process, the finishing process is going to require the sand job. At the advanced finish school that we put together we usually only spend about a half a day to maybe a day max on sanding we pre-prepare those panels by rough cutting everything getting everything flat and then we focus in on that final scratch and how that affects the different finish systems that are out there we like to refer to it as you know you're not just sanding the floor but you're preparing a surface so it's important that you understand how that surface needs to be prepared so that it can accept the products that you may be putting down and 
you know, not every floor is sanded like an oak floor. I mean, as we talked about earlier, you know, you have softer species and oily species and, uh, you know, exotic species that just because you can push that machine around, if you don't understand what you're, how you're trying to prepare that surface, then you're going to have some problems when it comes to, you know, putting down some of the products you, you may be choosing to put down. I think the last stat I saw was about 56% of the floors that are installed today are engineered floors. Um, that's a high percentage of floor that's being installed, wood floors specifically, a high percentage of floors being installed that may or may not be able to be resanded. Then you get into 44% of the flooring that's being installed out there, how much of it is factory finished versus site finished material. Here just 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the majority of wood floors that were being installed were unfinished solid material. And the craftsmanship that goes along with installing and finishing those floors, some people will say is going away. By far, it's not going away. I think we've been able to really exploit and hone in on the true craftsmen in the industry that do appreciate that finishing process, the sanding and finishing process. What steps have you taken or you guys taken both through your training and even as a company to focus on that 54, 56% of the floors that are out there that may be able to be resanded, but maybe not. It's a huge chunk of our market. Right. So uh, recoding floors is probably, I would say, the most profitable part of the hardwood floor in regards for a contractor to, to, to make money recodes. But it's also the riskiest part of our business. And so there are products out there that are part of, uh, you know, recoding, uh, whether it's um, chemical process in order, because we know the risk is if you don't know what's been on that floor and you're trying to recode a floor, it could fail. And so there are products out there that, you know, guarantee processes and kind of speaking in general, you know, you'll have some recoding processes that may not fully remove contaminants. And then there's some manufacturers have process where they can guarantee that all the contaminants can be moved. So there's always an opportunity for a contractor to, if they're not sanding and finishing a floor, to, to recode a floor with success. Although not a lot of contractors out there realize that uh, there's guarantee processes out there, most of them are always looking at the risk of having to rip that floor out if it can't be resanded, if the recoat doesn't isn't successful. That's all part of the education, attending some of the seminars and learning about some of the products that are out there that will allow you to recoat a floor. The challenges are if it's hand scraped and distressed, then you're knocking off some of the color off some of the peaks and, and maybe not getting down into the valleys to get good agitation or, um, you know, preparing that surface correctly. But, uh, but there are you know, ways of doing that. So therefore, you you have that opportunity to uh, recoat floors. Some of those floors engineered, um, and then you get into those LVTs. Everything's looking like wood nowadays, and consumers are, are going down that route. So uh, as a manufacturer, we are, you know, looking at different things to be able to recoat some of these luxury vinyl tile floors that are out there. And uh, we also have a different division. We used to call it the a Jan Sand Advantage, and I think I can't remember what they renamed it to, to where we're focusing on some of those other type of surfaces that are out there just to kind of expand uh, our offering as a manufacturer. You talk about risk, and yeah, I mean, recoating a floor, risk of finish adhesion, risk of whatever the contaminants that could be down, maybe reacting with finishes. There's also that risk with engineered floors of potentially going in and resanding. And a lot of engineered floors can be resanded, but sanding through that veneer, 
And all of a sudden, with all of those risks, the outcome, the other side outcome, potentially being floor replacement, and what could have just been a simple maintenance coat turns into an entire floor replacement, which can be catastrophic for a lot of businesses cost-wise and out of your pocket. I think it's it's one of those that you're right, not that many wood flooring professionals have jumped into that side of the industry. There's so much untapped potential there. And with our finished manufacturers producing pro- processes and systems and chemicals to allow the contractor to go in and know what to look for when it comes to contaminants on floors, know how to remove those contaminants or test for those contaminants, know how to create adhesion, know how to take care of a scraped floor or a wire brushed floor or even a floor with beveled edges that you, you know, normal screen and coat can't get you. I think that's huge. And it's just, like you said, through education, through everybody coming together and learning about these systems, that old timer mentality of, you know, like you said you had and like I had also when I was taught, I was taught one way to do it. And that's how I did it until I learned otherwise. And that's that rut that I think a lot of people are stuck in. But once you get out and expose yourself and become exposed to the other manufacturers and other people that are like-minded sitting in a room with you that are doing this day in, day out, you may not even realize that these potential opportunities are out there to make money. And it's not just making money, it's helping a homeowner salvage a floor that, I mean, let's face it, wood floors are the only flooring product that will last the life of a home and normally outlast the occupants in the home if they're maintained properly, if they can be recoded or resanded. Lastly, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the education that we do together. You know, you guys support our schools in a, in a great way by sending out product, by sending out tools, by sending out people like yourself to help educate. What is the value? What is the benefit that you see of having an industry traded organization that can host something like this, where do you see the value as a manufacturer? Why would you guys be involved with an NWFA training program? What, what's the value that it brings to you outside of the schools you put together? There's so many guys out there, and it, it's, it's difficult to reach everyone. And so, um, you know, even as a manufacturer rep, I just think about my contracting days that I've learned so much from attending different type of trainings from the NWFA trainings to even hearing the different manufacturers speak about their products. So I just think it's valuable to the contractor, one, to know that there is an association out there that kind of stand behind some of the standards that are set for our industry. And when I say stand behind, I mean, they can, the resources that are available through NWFA are invaluable to a flooring contractor who's really trying to, you know, run a successful business. So as a manufacturer rep, I enjoy coming here, one, to represent our company, and two, to be able just to add back, to add some value to the industry for the contractor, to be able to hear about our products as well as some of uh, the other manufacturer products, and for all of us to be able to come together and talk about, again, I, I mentioned, in general, this is how products should be used and explaining the differences. And I continue to learn a lot when I come to these schools. So not only am I teaching about our products. I'm also hearing what contractors are doing across the country because, you know, the goal is really just to try to raise the industry up in a way to where, you know, guys aren't, you know, they want to make money. And and our goal is to 
hopefully try to help them to be able to maybe even differentiate themselves because they all come from different markets to, you know, to, to what makes them special, what makes them different than the next guy. And so for a guy that's doing it right, uh, it, it's important that he hears from the different manufacturers on, you know, the best way to use the different products that are out. And um, and then just the camaraderie, having everybody together and, and guys realizing that, you know, there's there's enough business out there, even between the contractors and even between the manufacturers. So I enjoy coming here and it's not to really try to push my products, but it's just to help a guy understand. Because sometimes you get these guys that have uh, the social media and different chat rooms and they'll start sharing information with one another that may not be correct. So for those guys that take the time to come to the training to hear the right way to use it, they're always going to experiment and try to do, you know, like this class is about experimenting and outside the box, the advanced finishing class. And there's some things that our lab has approved. And, you know, we tell guys that we know this is going to work. But other than that, you know, we tell guys that when you start doing things which they understand which is outside the box that becomes your system so you want to make sure it works and it's great to have a a playground here to play around with some of those different things before you get back out there and you're experimenting on a paying customer's floor so again i just enjoy meeting different guys across the country and seeing the different ways that they do things and whether we can add something to what they're doing or even learn something from them that we can share with guys across the country just to help raise what we have in our industry in regards to a standard, not the standard way of doing it, but a standard that helps them charge more money so that they're able to make more money is what I enjoy. So whether it be at an NWFA school, distributor events, and I enjoy working with some of the competing uh, manufacturers out there and just us coming together to show them that it's all about you guys being successful. Anything we can share and help you with to help your business and help you be more successful, then that's going to help us and our industry as well be more successful. You hit it on the head. It's that camaraderie. It's everybody coming together. And what I love, you you kind of set the stage. You're, you're the epitome of how great our manufacturers are that support the schools. When we come in here, there's no competition. Nobody really, there is no selling. I mean, it's it's all personality. Everybody comes in, everybody works together. Even though you're fierce competitors on the street, you're all out here and the students see that. And that's what it's about. You're absolutely right. The students feed on that and it, it raises the bar in our industry. It raises that personality that our industry already has, makes it that much better. You build some great relationships here, and they're going to try the different products. And if they like your product, I mean, that's great. They'll continue to use it, and they'll reach out to you. So I, I really just enjoy, like I say, I enjoy just meeting people, developing those relationships. And if there's any way I can be helpful, even if it's about somebody else's product, normally I can't, you know, I, I tell them this is what I hear from the different manufacturers, but it's always best to reach out to those guys and get the answer directly from the uh, manufacturer. And, and then when some guys are talking about inspecting floors, I'd say, hey, reach out to the NWFA. They can, they have, you know, resources that talks about the inspecting position and then they have certified inspectors. So yeah, I never try to speak outside of what I know. I know boner products and I like to speak about boner products, but I'm always trying to send a, a contractor or a craftsman to the right place to get the right information. That way, again, he's getting the answer directly from the person he should be. Perfect. And on a personal note, I understand you're a pretty good golfer. 
<laughs> you know what? I'm an amateur golfer that enjoys playing and having a, a 15-year-old son who plays high school golf. And, uh, man, he's probably getting to be uh, almost as, as good as I am. He still he thinks he can beat me. But, yeah, it's just something I really enjoy. You know, I'm getting older. There's no more basketball and football. And so I figured this is the, the next sport I can be competitive at. And it's all about, you know, putting the time in. Me and my son, we play every weekend, weather allows in Denver. And um, man, I, it, it's a fun sport, and and I just like to compete. <laughs> nice. Well, you shared with me the other day that you took fourth place in the last tournament you were in, so that's pretty dang good, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a, a crowd of uh, maybe thirty five, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it turned out nice. <laughs> nice. Well, Dee, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time talking with us. You're a pleasure to have here. You're ple- you're always a pleasure to to, to be around. Thank you so much for what you bring to the industry, to our schools, and to the trade as a whole. Thank you, Brad. I enjoy doing it. Uh, NWFA, uh, it feels like family when I come here. So, uh, you know, I enjoy coming here. And just as my Bona co-workers feel like family, it feels just like a family being here at NWFA. Thanks for having me. Thank you.